0: It is April, and that means that it's Keeneland season in the bluegrass. This week, I talked to Krista Marilla. She is the CMO at Keeneland. We talk about the race meet. We talk about sales. We talk about Railbird Fest. And we talk about Keeneland as a part of the Central Kentucky community as a whole. My name is Nate. This is Middle Tech. Let's do it. Welcome back to the Middle Tech Podcast, joined today by Krista Marilla, the CMO, Chief Marketing Officer at Keeneland. Krista, thank you for joining me today.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me, Nate. Glad to be here. Of course.
0: I thought this would be a great time to kind of talk about Keeneland and and talk about all the stuff that you guys have going on. We actually met a few years ago. I was an intern. I was your intern over there at Keeneland in the marketing department.
1: Yes, you were a fantastic intern, Nate. We We still tell Nate stories. (laughs) I did did
0: pay her to say that at the start of the the episode.
1: (laughs) Oh, goodness. But yeah, you did a great job, and we... We're always proud to see our interns going off to do great things in the world.
0: It was it was such a good experience. I definitely learned so much about marketing in just the the few months that I was there. And and you guys run a, a great internship program over there.
1: Um, well, thank you. That
0: was what three years ago now. It's wild. Gosh, Four, time right?
1: time flies when you're having fun. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so let's. I mean, let's just kind of jump right in. We're going to have a little bit of a shorter episode this week. Um, so I we just want to jump right into the conversation. The spring meet is starting this Friday. So is there anything you want to talk well, about? Well, actually, that?
1: correction, Nate. It starts on Thursday. But, okay, so, yep, that's right. I'm, but you know what? It's, I'm actually glad you said that because okay. so many for the last, gosh, we Keeneland's been open for 80 years, and we always open on a Friday. Mm-hmm. However, during the spring meet for many, many, many years, we will not, if, if Easter falls, during our race meet, we actually will not race on Easter Sunday. It's kind of a deal we made with the church and everything uh, in the community. And so we have um, stayed true to that promise. And, uh, but we lose, when we lose a race day, you can imagine what that means to our horsemen, our community. I mean, the economic impact of a race day at Keeneland, I mean, that impacts our hotels, our restaurants, and then of course we have horses and jockeys and trainers. That it's good for it's good for everyone when we're running. So we went to the racing commission this year or this past year and received permission to open a day early. So we open this coming Thursday, and it's going to be a fantastic opening day. We we actually are going to have a later post. Okay. So for people in the Lexington, Cincinnati, Louisville area, or anywhere for that matter, you can maybe cut out of work a little early. <laughs> um, the first post is at three o'clock. So typically, our first race goes off around one o'clock. Mm-hmm. And um, this will give everyone an opportunity to kind of make it more of like a happy hour at the races. Yeah. So, in addition to having a, a full card of racing uh, that starts at three we've partnered with the downtown Lexington partnership. If you are around here in Lexington, Thursday night live is, it is a huge tradition and, um, always kicks off in the spring. And so we have moved Thursday night live to opening Thursday. So this Thursday after the races, our last race will, um, wrap up around seven o'clock and we're going to do a concert in the paddock afterwards. So that's awesome enjoy a great afternoon of racing come down to the paddock we're going to have um food trucks there so you can get a little snack after the races um central bank thursday night live is going to be taking place we are partnering with the burl and have um wonderful music act going on so it's going to be a fantastic opening day but is on Thursday, not Friday.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Thursday. I think that's kind of a great segue then into one of the, the big themes I wanted to touch on with this episode. Um, you know, you said you partnered with the Burl, partnered with the uh, Downtown Lexington Commission for, for Thursday Night Live. It seems like a lot of your marketing initiatives of late are to to make Keeneland a staple in Lexington, in the central Kentucky community, beyond just the pure racing and, and even beyond just April and October. Um, can you speak to that at all and, and what sure. these new partnerships are doing?
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, I think just this notion of community is i mean that's that's huge for keeneland and that's not something that is novel or a new concept for us i mean since keeneland was founded in 1936 by a group of horsemen and um whenever they located keeneland where where we are today on Versailles road right across from the april or, 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 or right across from the airport it was a little controversial because the thought was, well, the racetrack should be in the heart of downtown. That's where all the energy is. So mm-hmm. we've made it our our commitment to be very connected to our urban core, to our downtown, but also to all of our community partners. And we want we want the Lexington community and the Central Kentucky region to have this sense of ownership. Of Keeneland, and so we we do that in a number of ways. Part of that is giving back. Um, part of our mission is all of the profits that are made from racing and sales that goes back into our community. We're making philanthropic investments. We're working with the University of Kentucky. So, it, and a number of um, strategic partners and charities, and so we're we're woven into the community. In that regard. And then we also um, are very thoughtful about partnering with entities like the Downtown Lexington Partnership, Visit Lex, University of Kentucky, uh, Transylvania University, the list goes on and on and on to where we're woven through some of the activities and things that they have going on year round. So far beyond just April and October. So we're, we always have our antenna up on, you know, how can Keeneland enhance this event for our community or how can Keeneland give back or use our grounds to host charity run walks or fundraisers. So you, your experience and your time at Keeneland definitely paid off and that, um, that certainly resonated with you, this uh, spirit of, of community. And, you know, we've, we've definitely, woven that into our our marketing and Mm -hmm. and that's clearly evident um in what we have cooking for for the april race meet
0: for sure yeah and I, i think obviously it's great to talk about um, you know, kind of the, the marketing initiatives and the community feel and all of that. But even at the end of the day, you touched on it a little bit at the top, just the, the business and the economic impact that Keeneland has. I mean, we're a business podcast. We love to talk about economic impact and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, Keeneland is, is such a staple to central Kentucky and it, it, it lifts everything up around it when it's going on.
1: It really does, and it's it, it's fascinating, and um, you know it's fulfilling to be a, to be a part of that. Um, you know, we did an economic impact study with the University of Kentucky a few years ago, and um, when you look at just Fayette County alone, it the the Keeneland racing product, and then of course our thoroughbred auction sales, which has global reach. I mean, annually we generate over six hundred over 600 million dollars um in economic impact through our efforts and i mean that's that's pretty staggering um but it's it's part of our responsibility to our Mm -hmm. central kentucky community i mean not only does keeneland put on these amazing world-class race meets twice a year but we host these amazing thoroughbred auctions that bring in uh people from 50 different countries to buy the best racehorses whether they're coming right off the track and going to go have babies in the breeding shed or they are future champions so Mm -hmm. um, that's something that a lot of people don't realize they think of keeneland and think of us in terms of just april and october and our wonderful race meets but it's really the the sales that fuels it all
0: Yeah, that was one thing that surprised me when I started my internship there. You know, I I was a junior in college. I'd obviously been there uh, through freshman and sophomore year and had a few drinks over there and enjoyed the (laughs) the time. Um, But that was all around the race meet, of course. So I showed up on my first day of the internship and something was going on for the sale. And we were all hands on deck trying to create a, a promo for the sale. And I knew that Keeneland did that, but it was never in my purview. I never really thought about it. So can you, can you speak to that a little bit and, and what your calendar usually looks like of how you have all these different initiatives to promote? Sure. And
1: sure. Well, it, it, it's fine as a marketer because you get to, you get to wear quite a few different hats. So mm-hmm. as, as you know, but your listeners probably are not aware, uh, you know, Keeneland makes up this myriad of businesses. Of course, racing, which that's where, from a marketing standpoint, it's, that's kind of the glamorous part where you're, and actually it's all pretty glamorous if I'm, (laughs) if I'm being completely honest, but, um, you know, we're, we're marketing to our casual fans and then we have these wonderful core wagering customers that are, that, that's also fueling the business because Mm -hmm. they're wagering on the Keeneland product. From all over the country in our simulcast feed, so you you talk to them quite differently than you do Nate and his friends who come out <laughs> and put their bow ties on and yep. have a bloody mary on on the club lawn, which is also a different a different uh, target audience. Yeah. So we have the race meets, of course. We have our sales, and um, Keeneland hosts a number of sales throughout the year. We actually are going to have one. This upcoming week um, our two-year-olds in training and horses of racing age sale. So after we get through opening weekend, we're gonna hang around a little longer and we're gonna sell some two-year-olds and horses of racing age. So we have um, a two-day sale where the first day we do a breeze show. You can actually watch these horses um, breeze on the track. So they're running really fast. And then uh, the following day on Tuesday, we'll sell those horses. So we we have a sale in April, our biggest kind of, most prominent and prestigious sale is our September yearling sale. And so that happens, mm-hmm. of course, every September. And that's where we're selling the yearlings. And um, when you think about the yearling sale, it's kind of like the NBA draft. And <laughs> you think about um, trying to find Michael Jordan, but he's only like these horses are a year old. They've never had a saddle on the back, their back. So yeah. you're, the buyers are looking at, pedigree. So who's their mom? Who's their dad? They're looking at confirmation. What's that horse's, what's that horse look like when he's standing up or how he walks? Um, and then of course they have a team of veterinarians and whatnot that are advising them on making these decisions. So it's like, you're trying to find that Michael Jordan when he's maybe in like the second grade. So that's the yearling sale. Then we follow that with the November breeding stock sale. So that's when you're kind of buying those foundation mares to produce the offspring that will hopefully win lots and lots of money on the racetrack and a lot of times those mares have done some wonderful things on on the racetrack so that's that's fun that's when you're selling the champions and then in January we have um, a horses of all ages sale and this past January we had quite a few fireworks there where we sold a champion mare Abel Tasman she won the Kentucky Oak she sold for five million dollars so um of course, when you're marketing the sale, it's mm-hmm. not just the people who come to your race meets, of course. I mean, these are really um, amazing buyers that come in from all over the world. And yeah. it's not just, here's a campaign. I mean, we have a sales team that travels the world year-round that are developing these markets. And they're uh, recruiting buyers. And it's it's a constant... Um, It's just, it's constant work. But to be the world's largest thoroughbred auction sales company, I mean, that's, that has to be the focus of our Mm -hmm. business. And so, you know, money from those, the sale that goes to fuel our race meets and fuel all the other initiatives that we talked about. So then when you talk about wearing different hats, of course, you've got your race meets going on, you have your sales, but then at the same time, we also have 1,100 acres of Beautiful facilities and venues that we sell year round for special events. Yeah. So, one day I'm I'm marketing to a core horseman or a handicapper, and then the next day we're coming up with a campaign for brides. Um, <laughs> very or different markets there. Completely different. Um, we have a retail shop yeah. um on site, and then. We actually, very soon in um, May, we're actually launching a downtown shop. Our retail arm is going to launch Keeneland Mercantile. And so that's going to be a a fantastic retail experience that um, will give our, again, that connection to downtown. Our downtown partners and visitors, people coming in um, from out of town. Uh, a little taste of Keeneland and hopefully they, they get a taste and then they come out here and experience all that we have to offer. So you're exactly right. There's, there's something different every day, but it, it definitely, the variety keeps it interesting to say the least.
0: For sure. Would you say that you spend most of your time on the sales or the racing or, or what?
1: You know, it, 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 it ebbs and flows. I would say the majority is just by nature of um, the complexity of the campaigns would, Mm -hmm. would be the sale. Now, um, there are certain times of the year where it all, it all kind of combines, which that's, that's basically where we are. So right now, if you take a spin through the marketing department, you have designers that are working on countless elements for the race meet. I mean, there's so many different parts and pieces that go to designing the, program to the collateral, the on-site signage, um, social graphics, uh, app updates, all of that. And then, um, you know, let's say a few desks down or cubicles or whatever you want to call it, you've got a group that's working on um, recruitment for Keeneland November. I mean, we're already Mm -hmm. talking to people about horses that we hope to sell for the November sale. And then we're also accepting entries for the September yearling sale. So there's a number of communications going out, um, to, uh, or actually now we're talking to buyers for the September sale. So we're recruiting buyers to come in and then, you know, all everything just kind of layers on top of each other. So it's a lot of fun and we are, we are so fortunate to have such a wonderful team. Um, you know, Keeneland, has uh, so many resources just under our roof. We have our own broadcast department. Um, we have designers on staff that are extremely talented, um, and then of course our marketing and social strategy and digital strategy. A lot of that a lot of that is done in house, but we also work with Cornet Advertising in mm-hmm. downtown Lexington. They've been our um, agency of record for over 25 years. They do a phenomenal job. We've recently engaged a new PR firm in New York, Quinn PR. They do a fantastic job pitching national stories um, for all of our different business lines. So we, we maximize all of the resources possible to you know, accomplish those marketing goals and objectives. But it, it definitely, it takes a village.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially with that many different goals and that many different timelines, it, you need everybody all hands on deck for that
1: you need everyone and you need to be organized. You know, I think that when you have so much going, you know, when you have these different, our our team is really kind of structured like its own advertising agency. And I Mm -hmm. look to these different business lines as my accounts. I mean, those are my internal stakeholders. And so we found that we are, most impactful when we work with those stakeholders to establish and clearly articulate what are those measurable goals, and then we build strategy and then from there tactics to accomplish those goals. Because you know, when you have so many stakeholders and you have so many different audiences and objectives, it's really easy to get distracted or you know let's go after this particular initiative or this sponsorship because it's shiny or it sounds like a fun thing to do or a great thing to do at the time but if we can always tether ourselves back to you know what are our kind of global goals as a company and then how do our you know departmental these business line goals ladder up to that and if if we're if we're growing core business if we're accomplishing these things then then that's a right that's the right decision and so Mm -hmm. that really applies to any business but um keeneland has put that into practice and um that's really been kind of a cornerstone of the strategic planning that we do as a company and has made us i i feel like much more efficient and effective
0: for sure, yeah. And I, I think that's a great transition. I mean the, the Keeneland brand is, is so strong and it's because of those cornerstones that you're talking about. Um, I want to do a couple quick hits here. One of them is the Railbird Festival, talking yeah. about the brand. Obviously a, a huge new addition to the Keeneland brand and to the Lexington community. How did that come about? Can you talk a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, definitely. Well, we're really excited about this festival. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Keeneland's We're hosting a music festival in August. So if you are not following yet, you need to on Instagram or social um, look at, I think it's Railbirdfest. Yeah, railbirdfest.com. Glad I remember that. (laughs) Um, But there's a website with with all of the the information, but it's going to be August 10th and 11th
0: -hmm.
1: on the grounds at Keeneland. So it's not in the grandstand. That's one of the common, you know, perceptions of of the event but if if you've ever been tailgating with keeneland the area on the hill and in the meadow by the library that is where um where everything is taking place and you know over the years i'll be honest with you nate we have been approached a number of times Mm -hmm. to host a music festival i mean a lot because of course you've got these pristine grounds wonderful demographic um However, just like Keeneland is about everything, we wanted to be very thoughtful about the type of partner that we worked with on something like this. Um, and it needed to be something that lifted up the entire community and really celebrated more than just music. I mean, we all love good music. I love good music. Um, but it needed to be a celebration of Central Kentucky and the. The horse racing industry and mm-hmm. culinary and bourbon and you know all the things that make Lexington so special. So the way it really came about a year or so ago, Visit Lex um, put together a uh, a task force where they actually engaged an outside firm to to build what was called a destination development plan. And so this outside entity. Did a number of interviews with local stakeholders and studied outside um, emerging or uh, growing cities and booming um, uh, communities that they felt like were similar to Lexington. Mm -hmm. And they came back with a series of recommendations to visit Lex and to Lexington as a whole and said, you know, here are the things that we would recommend that your city does to become kind of a core destination for not only national travelers, but global travelers. And, of course, some of the recommendations were huge. I mean, just like include, would require major capital infrastructure, downtown, Mm -hmm. and things that would be difficult for Keeneland to be a part of. But one of them that came out of it was you need an anchor, kind of music, culinary, wonderful festival, in your town that attracts people from all over something unique, so mm-hmm. when it came from visit Lexington, going back to where we started with strategic partnerships, they came to us and they were like, "Would you all be game and so for the first time in the decades of being asked in under that context, we were like, "If it's good for Lexington, then yeah, we would, yeah so there were um, a number of different groups that came in and made proposals um, of what their vision would be for this festival. And AC Entertainment, who is actually a a subsidiary of Live Nation. So they're, I mean, they're a legit group, no doubt Mm -hmm. about it. They came to us and they put together a proposal and, you know, it, it was very clear in talking to them that they got it. They were the first time that Their executives came and came racing with us and toured the distilleries and went on horse country tours they were absolutely in awe and we could tell this was authentic awe they Mm -hmm. they were floored by what Lexington had to offer and their primary objective was how do we showcase this and celebrate this and do this right for Lexington and so when we saw their enthusiasm and passion we knew okay this is the right partner. They get it, and they're they're going to be thoughtful about how this is done. So, tickets just went on sale on Thursday, and um, we are absolutely thrilled with um, not only the lineup but the how culinary these chefs from all over the community are going to be involved. These VIP experiences that, that people can add on like paddock dinners and horse farm tours and, um, tours of course, but really showcasing everything that is special about Lexington, um, in addition to enjoying great music. So we're, we're, we're pretty pumped about it. I think it's going to be a fantastic event, and um, hopefully, you know, go takes us a little bit further in that destination development plan um, for Lexington.
0: Yeah, for sure. Your your story about bringing the um the you know the executives from Live Nation and from AC Entertainment and, and showcasing Kentucky, that reminded me of the story everybody was telling when um the area was showing off to uh, Bravo TV for for Top Chef. And oh gosh, how, yeah. how floored they were about the area too. It seems like whenever you know national people and people involved in entertainment come to Central Kentucky, they're they're just blown away by what's there and they want to get involved immediately.
1: Is it? Is... You're, you're exactly right and um, the, the Top Chef experience um, was a perfect example of that we were we had the pleasure of working with um, Kentucky Tourism and Visit Lex and Bravo mm-hmm. on the filming of Top Chef and and we actually it was it was fantastic because when we had the, the producers in of course you know you think they're going to want to do something trackside um, the kind of going with the obvious and when yeah. they walked through the Keeneland sales pavilion, they were in awe. they were like, okay, no, this, this is what we do. So we actually, uh, if you didn't see it, we did an auction where we auctioned off the ingredients for, I think we were down to five chefs by that point and yeah. it was fantastic. And so um, of course we brought, we surprised them all by bringing a horse into the auction ring. We had a bid spotter out there, an auctioneer, and, and they the chefs just lost it they just thought it was the <laughs> coolest thing to have like you know the auctioneer's cadence and all that excitement yeah. and then after the horse exits the ring then we bring in like bok choy and salmon and it was, <laughs> it was pretty funny but um we had a great time with it and uh it it was great exposure for for Kietland to a new audience and um of course for for lexington we're we're, we're still seeing the The positive repercussions from um, that Top Chef Kentucky. For
0: sure, and I'm sure you'll continue to see that throughout the race meet this coming month. We always like to end our our episodes with a forward-looking statement. You know, we're optimistic on Kentucky, we're optimistic on the region. Um, You know, do you have any um, kind of forward-looking statement. Anything you're excited about the future of, whether it's for Keen- Keeneland, whether it's the economic impact of the region in general, or or what excites you about you know Kentucky in the years to come.
1: You know, I think Nate, we've t- we've touched on so much of it, but I think you know when you wrap it all up with a bow in looking at the the point that we are from uh, Keeneland and. Central Kentucky as a, a destination, not only for tourism, but for commerce. I mean, I, I feel like this region is at a tipping point. And um, it's up to us to maximize the opportunities that have been presented to us through amazing um, experiences like Top Chef, uh, world-class concert music festival that's taking place the growth in downtown lexington with a new convention center and you know town branch park coming to fruition the growth that we're seeing here at keeneland both from a racing and sales uh standpoint horse country the horse farm tours that are getting global buzz and uniting all of our horse farms to grow and educate people about the sport and create more enthusiasm about our signature industry. The bourbon, um, industry is just off the charts right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was at Maker's Mark on Saturday and we're talking about the hundreds of thousands of people that tour that property daily. So, or daily, annually. So it, it really is, it's, it's exciting. And, um, I, I, I feel like I feel like it is a tipping point, and I think that Central Kentucky and the the strategic partners that we've talked about in the community as a whole, we have this opportunity for us to just continue to to lift it up, and the sky is the limit. So, um, I hope you can feel the enthusiasm through the podcast. But <laughs> I'm really I'm really excited about what's to come, and I hope that the listeners um, take advantage of, of coming out this wonderful April race meet uh which starts on Thursday, Nate. Uh Thursday <laughs> not Friday. Thursday not Friday and continues through the month. And um we invite everyone to check out everything that Keeneland has cooking. We have an amazing lineup of special events. Um there's wonderful ways to experience Keeneland racing and um we we hope you are our guest this April.
0: And where where can they go to purchase tickets? Where can they find more information?
1: Sure, absolutely. So we keep it really simple, keenland.com. Um that includes all of our ticketing information, but if you just decide um that you want to come out to Keenland, just it's a $5 general admission, mm-hmm. so it's a a pretty economical way to to spend the afternoon. And um one of the, the best tools, if you want to be really prepared for coming out and winning lots of money, that's everybody wants to do that. That's you want to cool. come out, that that's the goal, or that's at least my goal, um, is to download the Keeneland app. So we have this free Race Day mobile app. And not, not to toot our own horn, and Nate, I know you've used it because I think you've worked on it, but, mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's a solid app that a lot of Uh, different racetracks are actually now emulating, which is wonderful because that's, that's great for the industry as a whole, but it has, it has some basic tools on it. Like, you know, where do I find, uh, my burgoo and where do I, you know, find different things within the facility with our, our map and such. But I think the most useful thing is the betting calculator Mm -hmm. and, um, just the tools of, uh, you know, what, what are the pot handicappers? Who are they picking today? And how do I build the perfect ticket? I can like actually program um, who I think I should bet on for a particular race. And it'll tell you exactly what to say at the window. It'll tell you, you know, what this ticket would pay. And kind of takes the um, guessing out of it. If you need a little bit more help, you can always go talk to a Keeneland betologist. Um, That's something that uh, Keeneland created and it has been a fan favorite that continues to grow every year. And the betologists are all throughout the property. You can't miss them in their bright green bow ties and fedoras. And they are there to help you make the best decisions on, uh, wagering and simple things, how to read a program, how to, um, you know, what, what you say when you go to a window or bet from a machine. So we make it super easy, but yes, go to the website, check out everything that we have cooking, download the app, come on site, have a great time, talk to a bedologist, and we can't wait to see you.